Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. With the NFL Draft just around the corner, I thought this would be the perfect time to go through and update my rookie rankings. So, you know, prior to the draft, I'll be putting out all my positional rankings and then like an overall rankings, probably like maybe first three rounds, like top 36 players. But in today's video, I'm going to be talking about the top 12 running backs. And because I know some of you guys are going to be doing your rookie drafts pre-NFL Draft, others are going to be doing it after. The way I kind of base these rankings is I'm kind of, you know, taking into account projected draft capital. So if I really like a running back, but you know, he's looking like he's going to be undrafted or picked like seventh round, I'm going to, you know, kind of weigh that in and not just how I'm, you know, looking at their production profile, their film, all of that stuff. But let's just jump right into it here with the RB1. This is pretty clear in my mind. It is Brees Hall. He really just checks every box that you'd be looking at. He was a workhorse for all three of his collegiate seasons. He has that workhorse size for the next level, five foot 11, 217 pounds. And then just looking at his last two seasons, this dude was dominant, 3,526 scrimmage yards and 46 total touchdowns in those last two years. And he also was very you know involved in the receiving game, averaged 27.3 receptions per season. Then you want to look at his athleticism. His testing was fantastic. Ran a 4-3-9-40, 97th percentile speed score, 94th percentile burst score. And then the last kind of factor in there would be his draft capital. It looks like he's going to be a late first to early second round pick. So he really checks every box. You know, you may like a certain running back a little bit more, but in my opinion, Brees Hall just, you know, he's very well-rounded as a prospect and I don't see why I would put anyone else ahead of him. Hopefully he has a solid landing spot. I've been saying, you know, for a while now, if he goes to the Bills, that would just be absolutely perfect for his fantasy stock. But the Bills could also be interested in this next running back who I have here at number two, and that is Kenneth Walker. You know, I said I had Brees Hall pretty solidly as my RB1. Kenneth Walker is pretty locked in as my RB2. He also checks, you know, a fair amount of the boxes, not quite as many as Brees Hall, but a lot of them. He has solid size, had really solid athletic testing. And then you're looking at his draft capital. It should be second round. Maybe he sneaks into the first. We will see. But you know, if he doesn't go ahead of Brees Hall, he shouldn't be that far behind him. And then he was really dominant in his junior year, rushed for 1,636 yards, caught 13 passes for 89 receiving yards, and then 19 total touchdowns. Kenneth Walker just has a few concerns here that Brees Hall does not. He did have a little bit of a later breakout. You know, he wasn't totally dominant in all three of his college seasons. And then kind of the big red flag here was just his limited receiving work. Now, I understand it's totally possible that he is a very capable receiver out of the backfield. I know we caught a ton of passes in a high school, but we really just don't know. You know, no one can positively say that he is a fantastic pass catcher, whereas we know 100% Brees Hall is a solid receiving back. We saw him do it, and it wasn't like Walker just wasn't utilized for one year. He really was non-existent in the receiving game at two different schools, played his first two seasons at Wake Forest, then went to Michigan State. So just a little bit of a red flag there that you know we don't have for Brees Hall, but still a very, very solid prospect. Now at number three, this is where I have Isaiah Spiller. And I think there's a pretty decent fall off between, you know, like the Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker's, 
to here with Isaiah Spiller at number three. You know, at one point, Spiller was in the same tier as Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. Now he's pretty firmly on the outside of that. And a lot of that is due to his athletic testing. It was not ideal. He ran a 4.6440 at his pro day, 27th percentile speed score, 24th percentile burst score. On the positive side for his production, he was the workhorse for his three collegiate seasons. And he also is very solid in the receiving game, caught at least 20 passes in all three seasons. For, you know, Isaiah Spiller here, we're really going to be hoping for day two draft capital. If he can slide in as like a third round pick, I feel like he probably, you know, solidifies himself here as my RB3. Now at number four, I have Rashad White. And I feel like there's probably another tier break from Isaiah Spiller. It seems like the NFL is just not as high on Rashad White as, you know, I am in a lot of the fantasy community. The one red flag for Rashad White would be his late breakout. But aside from that, there really is a lot of things to like about him. So White went to junior college for two seasons. He was a workhorse in his second year at junior college. Then he transferred to Arizona State, only played four games his junior season, but was very, very effective in those games. And then he was dominant this past season, 1,006 rushing yards, 43 receptions, 456 receiving yards, and 16 total touchdowns. That is a crazy amount of receiving production at the running back position. And a lot of these running backs, you know, outside the top three of Spiller, Walker, and Brees, a lot of them don't look like three down backs. You could even argue that Kenneth Walker doesn't look like that. But Rashad White totally has that potential. He carried a large workload his senior year. I already talked about how he's great in the receiving game. He also tested very, very well. A 4-4-8-40, 83rd percentile speed score, 87th burst score. And then he has that six foot, 214 pound size. So I do really, really like Rashad White and hope he gets some solid draft capital. At number five, this is where I have Brian Robinson. And this is another kind of late running back breakout. It's definitely not ideal that he didn't break out until his fifth year. But when you're putting it into context, he was playing behind Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, and Damian Harris. So those are very, very solid, you know, NFL quality running backs that he was kind of just trapped behind. But when he did finally get, you know, the opportunity to be the starter, he totally capitalized, rushed for 1,337 yards, caught 35 passes for 296 yards, and then 16 total touchdowns in this past season. I do think B-Rob can operate as a three down back, and I do think he's going to have the opportunity to come in and earn touches, you know, in his rookie year. The question is, you know, is he well-rounded and good enough as a prospect to be a three down back? you know, full-time at the next level. Not sure, but if he gets decent draft capital, I feel like this is a fair ranking. Here at number six, I have Zamir White, and you can make an argument that he is the best peer runner in this class. So not looking at pass blocking, not looking at receiving, just straight running the ball. He has dealt with multiple injury concerns. He's torn his ACL twice, so that is not ideal but he still came back from those, was very effective this past season, and did test very well athletically. We're in a 4-4-40. I feel like he is pretty one-dimensional. He is not going to be super involved in the receiving game. He basically, you know, was just an early down back at Georgia. But I do think, you know, early on in his NFL career, he will be able to carve out an early down role. And if you're looking for kind of like the upside of a guy like Zamir White, it would probably be someone like Damian Harris from the Patriots getting that early down work, not going to be super involved in the receiving game, 
but can still, you know, produce fairly well for fantasy football. And then at seven, we're actually going to stay in the same backfield here with James Cook. And he was that second half of the Georgia Bulldogs backfield, more the third down receiving back. So basically the opposite of what Zamir White is. The concern here for James Cook is that he's never going to be able to command, you know, the early down work. We know he's Dalvin Cook's brother, but they're really just not even comparable as players. I do think he's going to get round three or round four draft capital, which does kind of push him up the list for me. You know, earlier in the offseason, he wasn't really on my radar. Obviously knew who he was, but I don't even think he cracked my top 10. But now that we do know that he may be getting day two capital, got to bump him up. But if he doesn't get the capital we're expecting, I could definitely see myself dropping him below maybe a guy like Tyler Algier, who I'm going to talk about next, or some of these other surprise running backs who get really nice draft capital. And I mentioned him at number eight. This is where I have Tyler Algier. He's definitely not getting as much hype from the NFL as I would have hoped he would have. You know, he was the workhorse the past two seasons. He's a monster frame. Actually played some linebacker in college. So we know he has that workhorse size. And then he also is very solid in the receiving game. Caught 28 passes this past season. So if he does go in one of the later rounds, he's one of these running backs that I would feel very comfortable, you know, just throwing a dart at because he does have that three down potential going very late in the draft. Moving on to number nine, this is where I have Damian Pierce from Florida. And he honestly just has a very strange production profile. And if you were just looking at the stats, you probably wouldn't think he would be ranked, you know, even in the top 10. So in his four college seasons, he rushed between 300 and 600 yards in all four of those years. So not eclipsing 600 rushing yards, I feel like is very, very rare for a running back prospect. And that is the red flag here is that he never did really break out and operate as the workhorse running back of his backfield. But it definitely seems like the NFL and film evaluators like him a lot more than you would expect. Like I mentioned, just looking at those stats, he definitely is a goal line threat with his 5'10", 224 pound frame. He rushed for 13 touchdowns this past year, despite only carrying the ball 100 times. So a great, you know, like touchdown to carry ratio there. And he also actually has the ability to operate as a competent pass catcher. He's shown that the last two seasons. So a guy to keep your eye on, especially if he does secure like third, fourth round draft capital. Not really sure how these later round running backs are going to shake out, but you know, he's a guy to watch come, you know, late day two, early day three. And now at number 10, I have Jerome Ford. He really didn't put up much production until this past season. Started off at Alabama, transferred out of there in his junior season. And then the senior year was really where he broke out, rushed for 1,319 yards, caught 21 passes for 220 yards, and then scored 220 total touchdowns. For him, just like I mentioned with Pierce, you know, draft capital is going to play a big role in where these guys kind of slot out in my rankings post NFL draft. At number 11, I have Keontae Ingram. And he actually performed very well in his freshman and sophomore seasons at Texas, at least 700 rushing yards and 27 receptions in both of those seasons. So as you can see, very well-rounded on the ground and in the air. Then he transferred to USC in his senior season and was the workhorse there. Kind of surprised he's not getting a ton of hype, you know, from the NFL, but as a late round shot, you know, if he's going round five, six, seven, he really has everything you're looking for as like a dart throw. The workhorse size, six feet tall, 221 pounds, the early college production, and then a proven pass catcher. 
So a name to keep an eye on there. And then at number 12, rounding out these rankings, I have Kyron Williams, major faller post-combine and pro day. It's just tough to see much of a ceiling for a running back who's 195 pounds and has very poor athletic testing. His production profile is very solid. You know, he operated as the workhorse for Notre Dame the past two seasons. And I do think he can still potentially be a third down back at the next level, but it just doesn't inspire a ton of confidence with that lack of athleticism, you know, the poor size. And now it seems like he's not going to be getting solid draft capital. So that is where I'm at right now with Kyron Williams, but that is going to wrap it up for my top 12 running backs. Let me know what you guys think about these rankings down below. Do you think I missed someone, you know, later on in these rankings when we're getting like 12, 13, 14, there's a lot of these late round guys who can slot in and it will just kind of be interesting to see where these players land. But let me know if you think someone should be higher or lower. I'd love to chop it up with you guys down in the comment section, but that is going to wrap it up for this video. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.